0: Poet waffle. Just say poet. waffle. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. This is poet. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. Poet waffle. Just gonna poet waffle. Have a poet waffle. Oh hello there. Welcome to poet waffle episode 23 with me Daniel Cockrell, where I invite a poet over to my house for an intimate chat, and during that chat we explore the visceral space between fact and fiction, which I believe is more of a feeling where poets use their emotions to navigate the world and hopefully reveal certain truths that are neglected by those other fields. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome back into the Waffle Shed, um, writer, uh, mental health activist, uh, champion of the working class, it is uh, Mr. Byron
1: Vincent. Hi Dan, it's good to be back. Good to be back in the shed of dreams. Which I'm just looking around while you are doing that intro, and it's incredibly well organised. I need, I need <laughs> you. I need you to come and sort my life out for me. If,
0: you think uh, I always look at this and think, God, there's a. There, oh, actually, the, the my organisation is piles of things. Yeah. Where I know where they are. So the pile of book, new books over there. Even
1: your pens are like neatly, sort of, you know. Yeah. It's just chaos around um, my
0: gaff. These are bits for the, my garden. The lolly, my boys oh. saved the lolly sticks so I can, so I've got like little things to write on. For my I plants. thought they were
1: tongue depressors. I thought <laughs> I was getting ready to be examined so, in some way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so Byram, um you've been in the Waffle Shed before and uh, what was really surprising for me or what something that um, I wasn't prepared for was because I knew you as someone who stood on stage um told these incredible eloquent stories really fast really funny really originally written and when you came into the Waffle Shed you'd moved and you'd had a, a slightly more serious demeanour and you are talking about things um, and I wasn't really prepared for that and over the past couple of years I've been listening to the talks that you've been on and, and your new podcast which is called Justice Disrupted Podcast and we'll talk about that in a bit um, uh, but it re- it's really taught me one so much about myself and I heard things on there that I, I hadn't heard before and it was an amazing insight and I thought that would be a great opportunity just to get you back. Um, so I suppose the first question is how did you come to start talking about these things and maybe you could talk about your podcast and what appears on it and and, how, and, and what you hope to achieve
1: the journey, Dan. The journey, not the journey. I didn't want to call, I, 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 I I'm, I'm on the journey. Yeah, the journey. The incredible So journey. it's it's funny. Like it you, that you say it's it was a surprise to you that I ended up talking about that stuff. I I, I understand why that is. I think, yeah. and I think it's because, you know, I was a proper little herbert. I was fully cappered up when I lived on a grew up on a council estate, you know. But I had pretensions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was I was. Um, I think we were similar in that way, in in that we were surrounded by sort of. Um, Uh, large aggressive men and and we had we went out we wanted to sort of um follow our own paths I think the difference is is that eventually I just sort of gave up and fell into um fell into that sort of council estate lifestyle and and then when I escaped it uh, in my sort of 20s it took me a while and started doing things like spoken word later on um I just thought to assimilate I've got to pretend I'm middle class that's what people yeah. do. Yeah. And so I even started dressing differently I sort of just I just um, so it doesn't surprise, and I and I think I'm quite chameleonic as well. Um which unsettles people because like I am like full on um underclass scum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I am like uh, but I think I can present middle class pretty well. Yeah. And so it doesn't surprise me that people were shocked. To find yeah. out what my personal history is, um, so I just think things came a bit full circle i needed to I needed to go through that phase of of trying to assimilate into the middle classes to realize I really didn't want to assimilate into the middle classes culturally yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, there's a few hard lessons there about who I am, you know, none of us are one thing either. And when we talk about underclass cultures and, and, and council estate culture and stuff, we tend to talk in such broad strokes that we dim- dismiss and diminish the um, broad spectrum of people that exist within those cultures. My best friends are, that I grew up with are some of the most intelligent people that, that I've ever met. Um, and, you know, you're a working class boy, it's not like you're down the pub fighting every friday night yeah. we you know the stereotypes that are publicly acceptable or, or publicly promoted are often um when I hear them I think whose agenda is it serving to, yeah, yeah. to sell a, to sell an entire when i see benefit street who's who's uh, ben, yeah. who's benefiting from that <laughs> like who's benefiting from that that framing of a, of an entire uh, what, what, culture
0: what always gets me the work that you 're doing now probably 80, 90, even 95% of everything you say just hits me so deep in the core that when I listen to your podcast, I I sob, I really sob hard. And when you talk about that idea of moving um, from working class to middle class, I did exactly that. And when I found myself in that middle class, Mm. even though I had pretended and played the game, there was a point I reached, I thought, I just don't like it here. (laughs) And then when I tried to go home... I'd moved so far in where who I was. I didn't belong there either. I was in this no man's land, and that really. I hate that. Yeah. I hate what I did to myself. Yeah. To get out of, have uh, of got out where it's, I was. You know.
1: It's sort of it's it's survival in a way. And and the thing is is that I mean I, so I've got other issues as well going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a. a, a I've been collecting diagnoses like shiny football cards since, um, since I was a kid and, uh, and the most recent ones are autism and ADHD and they make a, a lot of sense. Um, uh, because, because I mean, I always, I never felt like I fit in anywhere yeah, yeah. and I, and so, I mean, I've been, I've been looking at that and analyzing it and wondering that if that's about class, about transitioning through classes, or, um, or whether it's this other thing. And yeah. I don't I don't know. But there is certainly I mean I my 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 best friend is um uh Hi Kerry is doing really well now as a as a as a grown up and she grew up uh, underclass yeah, yeah. with a with a you know, in a in a difficult situation, care care scenario, very problematic stuff going on. Yeah. And um and, and she's doing great. And she's another one who who, who presents really like middle class she does it that worked. really well yeah yeah um but she's you know we've we've talking we've talked we've spoken <laughs> i 'm a writer by the way um we've spoken about <laughs> every time i get every time I put myself back on the estate, I just get ninety percent less eloquent um, <laughs> Uh, and so, like, uh, we've spoken about this a lot, and uh, and it's a it's a thing for people like us. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I feel you, man. Like I know I know how like we we're sort of a fish out of water wherever we go. I go home, I go home, and I've, I've you know, <sighs> some of my mates can't come to my wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Because they're just not. I, I. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, because.
0: There was <coughs> yeah, there was a. There was a anecdote you told on your podcast um and it's i had been quietly crying you know i don't really? listen when i listen to your podcast no one else is in the house because i know it's just going to trigger me off to and there was a point where um you told an anecdote about going home to see one of your mates and you'd both experienced a, a, a traumatic experience yeah. and you you try you went to fall into the usual way of talking yeah. and to laugh off this incident and he surprised you because he turned around to you and said like no one should have to go through that yeah it's going to make me cry out.
1: yeah oh sorry but it's alright
0: it's alright like, uh, because and I just sobbed after that and I think I'd never heard anyone put it in those terms I've never heard anyone sp- uh, speak like you about some of the things that I've, I've experienced and um, it, it's been a real lesson for me and I know out there there's people listening who who also need to hear that? And yeah. I, I look, I, my mates back home would won't have heard you speak. yeah, yeah, yeah. About it, and I'm like, God, oh man, they. We all need this, yeah. <clears throat> you know.
1: Um, <clears throat> I I I understand that. Like, uh, I mean, it, it knocked the wind out of me at the time. That experience, you know, was. um very emotional experience yeah, for yeah. me because I was <clears throat> expecting some. I was expecting proper council estate swag to come back at me like, "What are you on about, mate? I'm not." You know, yeah, yeah. there's you know, I, I was I wasn't expecting just open vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh wow, yeah." We, you know, we we grow up, don't we? Yeah. We grow up and we become, and uh, you know, we're built of vulnerability. We're built of 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 the damage that was done to us. Yeah, yeah. And um. Uh, and and we get less and less capable as time goes on
0: yeah
1: if we're lucky actually if we're lucky we get we get less and less capable of hiding that vulnerability yeah yeah no
0: i uh, my friend when i was 38 i had some I'd had therapy before but when i was 38 i'd had this therapy that changed something in me fundamentally it was amazing and i cried for a week and i was like, I, I was like why didn't someone tell me before and my friend said to because Actually, you're so lucky that you got found out so early. I said, yeah, <laughs> I was because I could have still been there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if we're lucky, if we're lucky that we find out those things that move us forward, and you know, I'd, i all, I can't get a proper job, and I always look at people doing just normal jobs, I think, stacking shelves and things like that. I think, God, man, what's what's wrong with me? Yeah, what's wrong Why can't I man? do this? And I think they're doing it, they're sure, and it's. Uh, it's a really hard thing that I still can't come to terms with, that I should, I, I want that sort of routine of just going into a normal job and doing that. Yeah. But yeah. because of how I am, it's never going to happen. Well, <laughs> at the moment, you know? I, I, can't either. Yeah. You yeah. know the
1: the, yeah. uh, the 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 way I am, and you know I can point a finger at, um, at the environment that I grew up in, and I can point a finger at you know my diagnoses and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, for whatever reason whatever reason um, it's dict it's dictated my entire life yeah, yeah. like so so like, the fact that um, you know we're both reasonably reasonably intelligent hard working for sure yeah, yeah, people yeah. you yeah. know yeah. Um, why is it we can't, all, why can't why can't we have a job you yeah, know why yeah. can't we <laughs> There's yeah, lot, yeah. like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense apart from these external influences so I, I, both me and you have had to be self employed yeah, we've had to be. We've we've had you know there there wasn't another option, and so and so we've you know our formative experiences in my case, like I say, probably formative trauma and and, and diagnoses has absolutely um dictated the pattern of my mm. life.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not complaining about that. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's it's worked out all right yeah. in the end. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: Um, yeah, look at us, yeah. you know. But uh, but having said that, th- then I, uh, you know that's a that's a incredibly. Then I look at some of my mates and I'm like, f- you know, like they they have ev- they have everything cognitively and more than me. Yeah. And and yeah. um and and uh, not doing great in some cases, you know, not doing great at all, and um.
0: And then it makes you want. You think, God, how did how did we do it, or oh, how did my path? is just full of luck. Yeah. <laughs> and it, not by my own, own <laughs> making. <mate>. I don't <laughs> think yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, probably yeah. charm... Early on, I'd probably charm my way through life. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I couldn't do that anymore. Mm. And I thought I'd be like... Because I start to have to be honest yeah. with, with yourself. And you're like, okay. And then suddenly, because you're being... All of the things start to fall around you and because you, you're getting rid of all the stuff that's really hurting you. And... Uh, yeah, you're suddenly left with this shell of like oh god, actually I can't do much. <laughs> <laughs> and if you yeah, well there's that there's that and, and and
1: um and when you exist in the edgelands of things, yeah be it class or anything else, then there's gotta be a it's hard to like you don't have you don't have the consistency of an environment of a consistent environment reflecting back at you to tell you who and what you are. Yeah, yeah. So then like f- without wanting to sound too wet like trying to find your truth then, like what you are honestly about, is, is harder because, because you're not one thing, you're not this other thing. You, you exist outside of everything. You're outside of the bubbles. That's and why
0: listening to your talks and your podcast, it, it's really like sh- shining a mirror up to myself for the first time that someone's gone. So you're, uh, you, were, you were talking to Aidan Martin yeah. on your podcast. And, and he said, uh, he was talking about how everyone well, got, had to look the same. And if you look different, it's you're vulnerable then. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was constantly getting beaten up for that, yeah, for being a slightly the weird one. Me too. And it's just like, no matter how t- I tried yeah, to yeah. wear the same trousers, where it was always a bit wrong, and you think, oh man, that was so true. Until someone had said it to me, yeah. I'm like... Oh yeah, I remember that. That was just a brutal existence. Can yeah. I tell
1: you a little story about that? My best mate was um, much bigger than me. He's a year older, and his older brother was like the cock of the school, the toughest lad in school. Yeah, yeah. So, and he was like, they were uh, the two brothers were that they were tall and athletic, and um, and I was just this weird little runt. Yeah, yeah. Now my best mate grew up. We we were like brothers. Like I, I, you know, I, I love him. I love him to pieces. Um and um. He's a smart lad, but he's a big lad, and and, and and I I was just so, f- I was so weird, I'm going to try and swear less on this podcast, because <laughs> I looked through him the other day, and I saw that mine was the only one with a, with a <laughs> warning know, on no, it. do you know what, because I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure, <laughs> yeah.
0: because I'd only started out doing the podcast, I wasn't sure if it was okay, where I should put some, because I didn't want people sitting in the car listening to Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, kids to, in and, the and back. And it's just like, oh, whatever, because like no one cares. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll try and curb my potty mouth anyway. Um, uh, but so, so like I used to, I used to dress, I used to dress largely because of poverty in my big sister's hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah. And so like I remember like, I like so he told me as an adult, not even that long ago, like five years ago or something, he 's like he'd, he'd come to i 'd knock on his door every day i'd come and knock on his door see if he was playing that every day he'd come to the door he'd take a deep breath and like and 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 steal himself just to prepare himself to for what i was wearing because if i was wet because it like depending on what i was wearing would mean whether he had to fight or not exactly on a good day, yeah, yeah 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 so if i and and, and, and trust me man it could it could have been a... it could have been a it could have been a purple fedora, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and like you know whatever, like he'd be like, oh, dude, we, like
0: we, dude, you're, that idea of having I used to hang around with. The, the rugby boys yeah because yeah, yeah. I was small and if, if I hung around with them I was safe yeah, yeah. and then they'd go on tour every year for a week <laughs> and for that week it was hell yeah. I basically got the shit kicked out yeah, for yeah, the yeah. whole week until they came back and then I could walk home with them because they lived near me and I and that's that, that I had some they they probably thought I was an annoying little so and so but they were kind enough to be like yeah come walk with us and say, it's alright and no one if I was with them no one you know Started on me, so it's a a similar thing. Things that can I um when I when you it was I don't know when it was, but you you spoke um to uh, a, an amazing guy called Sir Harry Burns yeah and Father Gregory Boyle yeah yeah and that was the first time I I was hanging on every word uh, they said, and it was the first time I heard the term aces yeah and which are. Ad- Vers childhood experiences, yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about those? What they might be, and then because there's something, there was something that Father Gregory Boyle said that's just stayed with me uh, since I heard that.
1: Um... Yeah, that that talk, by the way, is on the Community Justice Scotland website, as is the Justice Disrupted po- podcast. But those two, in particular, those two guys are incredibly insightful um, mm. and interesting. Father Gregory Boyle um, started a thing called Homeboy Industries, which deals with Uh, gang members in a very compassionate way. He's been doing it in East LA since the 90s and so Harry Burns um, is a senior public health official with some very interesting ideas. So, sorry, what was your question? Your question was... um, Oh, about ACEs. About ACEs,
0: yeah. Adverse childhood experiences. Because because until you mentioned it, I hadn't heard that term.
1: So ACEs um, (coughs) are uh, a, 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 a means of um testing or or examining the relationship between formative trauma and uh, behavior in later yeah. life so um it isn't perfect as a as a metric but it's but it's it's very good it, it, the reason I think it isn't perfect is because you they could add some more aces in my yeah. opinion yeah. but it's a, it's been it's there's been a lot of studies and and the evidence is in and it's unquestionable it's yeah. not like it's not like this is fluff or or this is this is um, rigorous science with many, 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 many studies behind it. And so, for example, I think there's ten aces all in all, and they can be things like um, uh, having a parent in active addiction, having a parent who's been to prison, um, uh, physical or sexual abuse, um, uh, being um, uh, there's there's I can't remember I can't remember off the top of my head what they all are, but there's 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 ten that in in the original study and if you have four or more aces for example your chance of um being growing up to be uh, uh, an addict are increased massively i think i can't remember the exact figures but i think it's like something like like the, you're, you're five times more likely to be an addict um it uh, you're you're many many times more likely to have diabetes or heart disease. You're many many times more likely to um, end up in prison or be the victim of of violent crime. Uh, you're many many times more likely to um, have uh, problematic relationships. Uh, uh, yeah, you're many, many times more likely to, to, to um, uh, have issues with gambling and and, and, um, and alcohol <coughs> disorder and well, all, what, all kinds What of
0: Father Gregory um, Boyle said on yeah. on that podcast when he mentioned it, he said, I don't have any aces. He, goes, uh, he yeah. said, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I could go into any situation, I'm going to be okay because yeah, yeah. I can cope with yeah. most things. And then he spoke about that. If you have one to two, it's going to be high. And if you have three to four, and he said yeah. five to six. And then he said... Um, and he's a man of God. And yeah. he, he said, it's made me have to reconsider, and I'm paraphrasing yeah. here, it's made me have to reconsider what sin is or whether sin actually exists. Yeah. And it like blew my head off because I was just like, that's just an amazing insight from a guy who's hanging around mm-hmm. with some of the the toughest and most vulnerable people in society. And he's understood that if it wasn't for those Initial, uh, that, that those early interact bad interactions. These guys probably they wouldn't be there. You well,
1: you've you hit the nail on the head. There is that the <clears throat> toughest and most vulnerable people are the there's like what what many people who didn't grow up in a culture that was close to that um, don't understand is that is that tough people and vulnerable people are often one in the same, and and that you know you're far 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 more likely. To you know the, the the cultures that produce violent people, um, those people are more likely to be victims of violence, and that and it's and it's a cycle. Uh, like and here's the, the the difficult thing that is hard for people to wrap their head around. Knowing what we know about adverse childhood experiences, knowing what we know about the outcome the outcomes. Sorry, of uh, formative trauma. Um, how is it we can we can watch an uh, uh, an advert for child protection with some piano music in the background and and there's parents are arguing in and, and it's black and white and there's a little girl crying on the stairs or a little boy crying on the stairs and we feel enough compassion to get our wallets out and 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 pay them some money but when that person becomes an adult uh, uh, with the outcomes that we that we understand are are based on their experiences we lose compassion for that person mm. Mm. how why is that why is it we i mean because because that that the, the person that's perpetrating the people in prison and the people who are perpetrating those crimes are the person that mm. was crying on the stairs yeah, yeah, yeah. you know often yeah not always obviously but um and but it's a, a lot of the time yeah, yeah uh, it's a it's a funny <laughs> thing about uh, the the, my most recent, my most recent podcast, just disrupted podcast, was with um, the Reverend Richard Coles, right? And um, and uh, I don't know why all these um, religious <laughs> people end up talking to such an obnoxious atheist <laughs> like me, but like I, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoy it's the amazing, conversation. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. he's an amazing yeah. character. Uh, yeah. And 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 he said a similar thing about um, about you know he's done prison work and stuff like that, and um, and it, and it's. Forced him experience. He said, actually, meeting Jimmy Somerville was the thing that first, because he's from a he's from a t- tenement in Glasgow, and had a, had a tough life. And and yeah. and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is it's it's um, we need authentic relationships uh, built across cultures for people to truly understand each other yeah. and engender a little bit of empathy. Because without that, um, swathes of the population, vast swathes of the population, are lost and left to I'm
0: forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just brilliant. I I just would advise everyone to go and listen to your podcast. It's the most amazing piece of work, I think. And uh, I don't know how long you you feel you're going to go on doing it, but um, it's been incredibly helpful to me. And I've just I've just loved it. It's been the most. In- one of the most powerful pieces of work that I've ever heard. Oh, that yeah. means a
1: lot, man, because you know what it's like doing this. You're just shouting into the ether, yeah, right, aren't you? Yeah, I don't yeah. ask how many people have tuned in or whatever. I'm not, I don't, I, I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I generally love it, and I generally uh, I, I, I love the people that you've been talking to. Um, and as I said, it's like shining a mirror up into my face that's never been done enough. Like, oh, my God, you know, these guys are like me a little bit. And uh, so many things that have been said, that have just just blown me away. It made me feel a bit more. It's okay that I, I haven't. I'm not just that we're all like this. All the people, yeah, that yeah. grew up in, it, how I grew up and how you grew up. We are, you know, it's okay. We're not going mental. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, we are, we are, we are. but well, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's it's allowed. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. and and the
1: thing is. That it's it's crazy, right? I mean, I I've been working in sort of social justice for a while, um, and all the all the working class artists and, and and like you know, so you've got writers like Kerry Hudson and um, uh, who else is uh, Darren McGarvey and 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 uh, poets that are like uh, there's we and and now actors and directors yeah, like yeah. a like a. We all were' such a small group that we all know each other
0: yeah i
1: yeah. i'm i'm I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm my new job uh, or future as I see it at the moment is going to be in film and television i i hope i'm making i've just made a thing for the telly and I loved making it and uh and and i'm I'm actually pitching a film to a movie studio tomorrow yeah, brilliant. and so but the working class the british working class tales yeah, yeah. I know where my Heart is, yeah, yeah, and and that feels good to me because I'm very comfortable telling these stories. And not only am I comfortable, like what you, at the beginning of this podcast, you asked me about the tra- trajectory from from spoken word to to in pretending to be middle class. Yeah, I I I, I threw something away of myself. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I was and, and those I needed to do that at the time because I needed some fluff in my life. Yeah. Like you, you know, I was I was do- you remember I was doing silly silly stuff on yeah. stage mostly. Yeah, yeah. And um and and I needed to do that because I needed to escape the trauma of my past and redefine myself as something other than than what was expected of me. I needed yeah, yeah. to do it. Hence the the sort of um, asymmetric hair and skinny jeans at the time. You know, I needed to <laughs> sort of like just be like I'm this now. You know, and I was comfortable with that, and I needed that and um and so that was something i had to work through and now i can comfortably revisit those things yeah. without it destroying me and instead of instead of feeling absolutely traumatized by them which i am a bit yeah, yeah. still obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm just um passionate and yeah. and and the right kind of angry
0: brilliant i'm just blown away by it. i absolutely love it absolutely love it um <laughs> We're going to take a little sidestep from that now because on the podcast we ask um, something called the poet waffle big question. So Byron, what you've gone for in your question is, do we make our own luck?
1: I bet you can predict my answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: going
1: to. I'm not going to get into semantics about what luck is, but let if we say. Um, <coughs> lots of people believe that um their talent that that they, lots of people believe that, that they are um incredibly gifted um and incredibly talented um and and um place themselves uh in a hierarchy above other people N- not because they are talented and gifted but because they are lucky right yeah and um and and, and what's what luck is to like h- like this is a difficult question because hustle works yeah but we're not all starting the race at the same place like yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is is that like if you're a homeless drug addict which i've been getting just getting getting from that place to being clean and and in a sh- housing shelter, yeah. that is that is good fortune, you know. That's yeah. that hustle hustle as as you know off my own steam even, um, you know, g- generating our our own luck. Um, we can generate opportunities for ourselves for sure, but given that some of us are born into massive privilege um we can't we can't set the bar of what good fortune is or prosperity is the same for everybody we can't yeah. judge everybody everybody's finishing line has got to be the same culturally in terms of success yeah, right yeah. but you know some people are starting miles back from yeah, yeah, from yeah. from from other people and so <clears throat> And so do we, do we generate our own luck if, in terms of prosperity? Well, yeah, we can create opportunities for ourselves. But what that actually looks like in, in our lives um, is colossally different. Like I say, for some people, it might be um, uh, running a, being the CEO of a company and they'll say, I, I created all my own opportunities. I created my own luck. I worked hard to get here. Yeah, but it's like Trump or somebody like that who, who, who you know, who, who, a small investment of five million from my father, yeah. you know what I mean? My,
0: my thing is, is like time and, you know, distance. so if, if I was starting from where I was starting from back in the day, um, every, when you're young, it's okay, because every knockdown, you can get back up. But someone who's, let's say, they've got a bit more money and they, if they have a knockdown, they can take a week off, recharge their batteries, yeah. and go, oh, I'm going to go again. If you're not Resilience. in that position, if you're not in that position, and then you're having to work a, you know, a job, and when I was at university, and I got there, I didn't realise the other students weren't working 22 hours a week <laughs> on the Palace Pier. Yeah. I thought everyone was doing it. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, Oh okay, they're all out snorting up their dad's money. And I'm s i am stink of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it and I didn't realise that until I got out of you, wasn't no. I wasn't And I started work I was like, mad, I'm all these I I wasn't in the same position as you guys.
1: People don't understand <coughs> what what financial security offers them. They yeah. just think it's stuff. And it yeah, is yeah. nothing to do with stuff. No, see, it's not yeah. about the stuff, it's about the freedom. It's about the it's about the like like Money can buy you resilience, like you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you never have time to recoup, if you yeah. never have time to regroup, and especially if you're coming from a, a history of trauma brought about brought about by poverty or brought about by um, uh, circumstances that only seem to occur in lower economic households, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then then you know it's not just you know stuff isn't going to cure that, money isn't going to cure that. Um, so so you're already. Um, you're already starting at a deficit that may that may not be recoupable, no matter how financially and successful in my experience, you become.
0: Like everyone's working hard. Like if you're a single mother on a house yeah. estate, you're working really hard. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the further up the tree you go, the less hard you have to work because yeah. you get give you get give me you know you inherit you you inherit, get, you get, you inherit all of that stuff. Like, the next job I go for, they go oh that's okay. He's already done it before. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can do it. And they it, the people that are working really hard are usually at the bottom and not getting any of the reward
1: but again it's not just it's not just it's not just financial stuff that you yeah. inherit it's it's confidence often yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an understanding of how to function in a society that you've never been a part of yeah. it's an understa- it's networks that's the big one mm. like like you know we had to you know n- we, <laughs> this is the, when i see this is how I really, this was the biggest eye-opener for me, sort of transitioning through the classes, was like, um, was like oh, you just like, you all just know each other. Yeah. Or even if you don't know each other, you know how to communicate with each other in a way that's like, oh, you're one of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they and there really is prejudice. And because I presented so well, one of the reasons I left the spoken word scene, one of them, was um, was like... I, I, I moved in a quite, quite a middle class cohort. Yeah, yeah. And I just think before I was very explicit about it, people just assumed that I was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the stuff that I was hearing yeah, no, yeah. was not sitting well with me in yeah, terms yeah. of like the horrendous classism, like yeah. really, really sketchy stuff.
0: And cultural shaming and all that. Yeah, all stuff of that. Around. Yeah, 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 all like, of
1: yeah. that. And 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 and, <laughs> uh, and, and, the, and the, there's just an, there was just an assumption that I, that yeah, yeah. I that I was in on the joke and that I yeah. found it funny and that my parents were probably university lecturers or whatever too. Yeah. You know, yeah, because yeah. I can throw a sentence together with a bit of eloquence, which is in it, in and of itself, um, you know, classist and yeah. and uh, bigoted.
0: And our we you know our show the people in part of our show, Bang to the Gun, we we have all. Probably from the same, you know, same place, and yeah. um, we, we're leaving that scene you know, <laughs> because we've been we, we weren't accepted at the start. Yeah, yeah. Then because it got really good, they wanted a bit of it, yeah, so yeah. they let us in. Yeah, yeah. And now they don't think it's very good, they, and we say things <laughs> that aren't, you know, are, are aren't correct. They're just like, "Oh no, you can leave now." Yeah, and so we're like, "Okay, yeah, we're going to take our things somewhere else." So it, that is a massive thing, I think. Yeah. We, we, we've been, you know, dumped out the other end of that. Uh, that middle class system, and I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm not embarrassed to, to say it yeah. out loud, or for people to hear it on, <laughs> on the podcast. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's been really lovely talking to you, and it's been amazing. Um,
1: well, likewise, man, I always love coming l- in. Love
0: seeing you. Love, uh, love the fact that you cycle around uh, London on your beautiful bike. And
1: what well, one last thing is a top yeah. tip for anybody. Um, uh, my, I, I, I got in here and I was worried about doing this podcast <coughs> because. It's really cold outside, yeah yeah, and I cycled here and um and and my face went numb, and I had got s- the sniffles and I just thought, um this is exactly the same effects, yet much cheaper than cocaine, so that's my uh, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you want to experience that um but for for without the outlay and ridiculous um
0: we can be, I'm going to be really British now it has got really cold really <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's unprepared but I haven't even got a coat <laughs> sorry you, you might have to edit that out <laughs> oh, no. unless you, I'll edit it out if you I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm fine with that <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the podcast. and on that note thank you oh, thank you everyone for listening from a, a, drop us a, a, a note on a, a, or a, you know, a star on wherever you listen um, and go and listen to Byron's podcast because it's uh, a lot more informative than, than my 23 episodes. But even though, because Byron's been here, this one's you know been probably one of the uh, ones that hits it out of the park. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, this has been Byron Vincent. Bye. Uh, I've been Dan Cockrell and I'll see you next time. Take care. Poet Waffle was written and presented by Daniel Cockrell original concept by Jack White music and audio production by Julian Ward artwork by Damien Wayhill and technical support from Laurie Eaves